Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another Twilight Zone episode of Sci-Fi Watcher. Glad you could join us again on this Wednesday night. We're filling up your feed with a lot of stuff. I'm Corey Shrett, and joining me is Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, welcome aboard. Hey, Corey. Good to be here. So we are into our third episode of Twilight Zone, and uh, let's see how it goes. Are you ready? I'm ready when you are. All right, so this week's episode's called Replay, episode three of season one. April 11th, 2019, it came out. Written by Selwyn Seifu Hines and directed by Gerald McMurray. Mother, mother, son in a restaurant, taking him to college. Stop to go eat. Storyline we've seen many a times before. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, the mother has some kind of old classic video camera documenting mm -hmm. his son's journey to, to college mm -hmm. with a Whipple a Whipple written on the, on the video camera, which is kind of a nod to the, the past episode. I love that you, you, you found that out. I wouldn't, that's one of those things honestly never would have caught watching this. Now I want to know what Whipple has to do with anything, you know? I mean, I think a Whipple, I think a Mr. Whipple from the Charmin commercials from the seventies. I don't think what the, that's what they're going no, for, but no, Hey, no, <laughs> it could, it could be anything from somebody that works on the show to, a reference to maybe Mr. Whipple or something. It could be something weird like that. Or just, they just like, I like the name Whipple. They just need to make up a brand name. So they don't have Sony or Samsung. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, I know. Well, Whipple is just, but the fact that they used it twice, which kind of puts all these shows, like are all these episodes in the same universe? You know what I'm saying? Is it everything? Oh yeah. I think they are <clears throat> like they all have got to be. They're all like in the same world, which is kind of cool. I mean, I, lo I love little nods to stuff like that in here. Yeah. Um, what did you think? There was something that happened in that diner when they when when the cop walks in and he's about to order. And then they said uh, something like your usual of this and this. And he's like, oh, this feels like a chicken fried steak day. Did you get any clue on that? No, did you what, did you feel anything from that when he said that? I just took it. As I whatever. felt something. Yeah, when he said he had a smirk when he said feels like a chicken fried steak day. Is that because had some had some overtones to it? That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, because of the of of the mother son that were in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Never. That's a thought. I could be wrong. I yeah, because it's never brought up ever again. It's just a, a throwaway line, which I thought so. But that is that is a good thing that you pointed out there. I never would have thought of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. I don't have his name, but the guy they got to play a cop, they got somebody that looks perfect for the part. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. He, he really looks like like a jerk, personally. Just the way, the way he plays this whole role and the way he talks and acts. I'm like, Glenn Flesher uh, plays Officer Lasky. Yeah, he's the perfect perfect actor to play this part. Yeah. Because the moment you see him, you're like, yeah, I don't like you already. Yeah. <laughs> you look like the cop I think you are. <laughs> Which we will find out. Um... <sighs> What did you think of the what did you think of the camera mechanic? What do you mean like the the, what the rewind? I like okay, well, first of all, yeah, whatever, not impressed with the fact that it rewinds time. But no. I I but I liked the way they did it. The fact of how they rewound things and how she basically looked like 
like she's like worn out. She's tired. She's like exhausted. Like her brain doesn't doesn't know what the heck happened. Mm-hmm. I, I love yeah. the after effects of it. The actual thing that you can rewind and go back in time, I didn't care about. But the way she came out of it was, I really enjoyed that. Something that I didn't expect to see. Just the effect of her being like uh, not understanding what's going on, or yeah, kind of um like um frequency, the movie frequency a little bit, where he kind of every time time changed, he was like the bloody nose and he's like a little discombobulated. I like that. That's what happened. To okay. Her. Yeah, I agree. I but, agree. But the rewinding the camcorder to go back in time kind of like, first of all, you call this replay. It's like, mm, okay, kind of know where you're heading before we even start the episode. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what did you think about all the events that happened after that? Honestly, it didn't matter to me because I knew she was going to rewind them. <laughs> I I I was wondering if the cop kind of knew what was going on. It just, I I didn't. I didn't think the cop knew what was going on. I think the cop was singular. I think his role was to be the singular force that was going to do that no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I thought he knew what was going on because it seems like whatever happened, he was always there. But mm-hmm. on the other side of the coin, I was thinking that too. That it's like, I'm like no matter which path you take, he's there because – it's 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 your destiny to run into this cop. I think that was the message of the the uh, director or writers too. Right. I think that was on their message, right? But the fact that I knew that she could rewind time, I didn't really care what she did because I knew she could just reset it and start all over again. Now it seems like they didn't even have to record to rewind. Is that is that the case? That's what it seemed like. I don't. I mean, the first time she recorded when her son spilled ketchup on himself and she she rewound it, but it seemed like other times she was just holding the camcorder and hitting rewind just to go back. Okay, because I thought I didn't know if that was just me missing that that she was recording, but it seems like there was times where she wasn't recording and she could rewind, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's like she could just rewind whenever she wanted to. Yeah. And I was wondering if she could rewind to be before the restaurant. It seemed like that. It always seemed like that's as far back as they could have gone. I wanted to know could she have gone before the restaurant, and they could have been driving down the road. And she said, "I don't think so," because I think the times when she held the rewind button down, it always stopped there. That's the very first. So that's like the beginning. That's the the beginning of the tape or whatever. Oh yeah, beginning of the loop. yeah, Yeah, that's right. The instant. Yeah. Because she could, they could have just gone back and said, skip the restaurant, let's go another direction or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. But um, obviously racial undertones in this, I mean, specifically, mm-hmm. to me specifically when the second time they, they, they pull over and the mother's having the panic attack and the cop comes and he's like, you got to move the car off the road and you see just a, a tad bit of the tire on the road, you know? And it's like, okay, we know what kind of cop you are, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you're that guy. Like seriously, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, okay, it doesn't. But I didn't really care. I'm like, okay, just rewind. Let's start again. Yeah, it, it, this this felt like it was a little too long, too. Yeah, it was forty forty four minutes. Forty five. Yeah. Okay, it's forty five minutes. So it was yeah, because each of these episodes are different. And that's the first thing I look at when I hit play on this thing. Like, how long is this thing? Forty five. Okay. Um, yeah, it did seem a little bit long. We didn't need to keep trying it over and over again. But I think they wanted mm-hmm. just to show you no matter where you went, no matter what you did, the cop was right there. Yeah. Now, the the, the instant where she's like, okay, now I'm going to go see your uncle. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're to that point. The uncle 
understands what's going on. And then they do some kind of underground thing to get to the college, which, which is weird. I'm like, how far are you from the college? I'm like, because before they were going to go to the GPS was programmed to go to his house and they're like, no, let's go straight. But then they like stop at a hotel or something like that. I'm like, how far are you from the college? You guys, mm-hmm. you guys walked all the way underground from Earlyville, I believe is the name of the town, all the way to the college. Yeah, yeah, that was strange. Yeah, it's like it's something didn't seem right there. Yeah, and uh, I think it was just for dramatic effect mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like an underground railroad type of thing. Yeah, maybe? It, that's what it felt like. That's why I felt like it was an underground railroad when I saw that. Yeah. And the fact that once they got to the college, the cop was right there. It was uh-huh. just like, what? Uh-huh. Like he knew it. No matter which path you take, the cop was there. I understand the message they're trying to portray in this, but you got to like, uh, you got to follow structure here. It didn't make any sense for them to be there. No, it really didn't. And And he was there basically before they were. And then all these other cops show up and... Are they trying to arrest all those black people? Because that was the other thing. I'm like, okay, these other people got to college and you didn't follow them. Right. And it's a black it's a black college. I mean, because he makes yeah. a reference. Oh, you're going there or whatever like that. It's a it's a black college because you see all black students there. And and like all these other cops show up, they, they all have their guns drawn, and I'm like, really? I mean, is this really that backwater southern town that we all are stereotypically thinking of? Mm, it was Virginia. I noticed the cop's car said Virginia on it. Right. It. I don't know. To me, right there, it really fell apart. It was like, okay, everyone's got their phones out. They're all recording it. And, you know, the cops, the other cops like, okay, let's put our guns down. We're out of here. You're on your own. At that point, it didn't feel like a Twilight Zone episode anymore. It felt like we're doing a, politi- a racial political statement. I commend those kind of things. Agreed. But- I at the same time I want to enjoy it, you know. Yeah. At the same time, they kind of bashed you over the head with it. There, I I think. Right. The message, the message was greater than the story. Mm-hmm. I think that I think the message could have been. I mean, the message was there from the beginning, but when they bashed you over the head at the end with it, I'm like, oh, that's a little over the top. I think you could have been a little more subtle with it. And I will say, different. People will take this episode differently. I agree. So. Yeah, if I, 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 <laughs> I wish I knew some, and probably should reach out to see if we know some African Americans out there that have seen this episode and like to know their thoughts on it and see if they think it was bashed over the head at the end too, or or what. Yeah, and um, the director <clears throat> does have this background. Um, the director, uh, his first film was Fruitvale Station. Okay. Which was a very similar type of thing about um, some some kids that were accosted at a train station. So it's got the same kind of vibes. But, right. Um, at the same time, I was at the end, I was just left like, what, what did I just watch? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and the ending didn't make much sense either. Did you follow along what was going on with the- 10 years later the, thing? Ten years later, she still has the camera. She's guarding it, and then she lets her daughter, granddaughter, um, granddaughter, play with it, and then she throws it away, or she breaks it. But I think I just got what the message is. Um, 
I think the the people now are still holding on to these like don't trust the police values. Right. But the future generation will not have that problem. Maybe they won't need cameras. Right. She's saying the message is the future will not have to worry. Like right. we are worrying now. That, that's my, my right. take. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that does make sense. I didn't think of that. The, um, but the moment her granddaughter grabbed the camera, I'm like, it's broken. It's broken. It's going to be broken because yeah. obviously that's it. Uh, I would have thought it would have been a little more interesting if somewhere in this story, if we didn't go as um, political or whatever you want to say earlier in the story, but if somewhere in the story where she's doing this and she keeps trying stuff over, and then at one point the camera breaks and that's where you're left. Like you're stuck in this timeline. Enjoy it, whether you like it or not. Would mm -hmm. would I think would have been more Twilight Zone-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they ended on a weird note too, because they ended on this. Okay. You had the scene where the granddaughter breaks it. Uh -huh. And then you seen where, um, Jordan Peele is talking and then you, you see lights behind them and it's kind of like, no, you're always going to have to worry is basically right. Yes. Your granddaughter. Oh yeah. Your granddaughter won't have to film, but you're still going to have to worry. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I, I, yeah, the, the, the flashing lights and the, the chirp of the cop car. I was like, mm, I don't know. But I mean, um, it's a different episode, but it did not feel like a twilight zone episode to me. I felt like I was just like, it was like the, the, the comedian episode. I felt like I'm like, I know where we're going with this. Now I just have to sit back and wait for the, the end credits to roll. Mm -hmm. There was no twists, no turns, no like, oh my God moments. It was just like, okay, all right. Okay. I guess the oh my uh the twists and turns was she can't escape this, I guess. You know. Yeah, but meh. the fact that she could rewind it, it didn't really matter, you know, it's just let's just keep doing this. It's like mm -hmm. okay, so let, let's wrap this one up. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate this one? Uh I don't know. There's there's different scales for this one. <laughs> All right, well, put it on different scales, however you want to scale this. Um for a pure story based um, scale, it's a five. Agreed. On a political racial scale, it's probably like a seven. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, because yeah, yeah, if I'm watching this for the Twilight Zone feel, the science fiction-y weirdness feel, it's a five. It's I don't have a problem with you putting messages in there, but when it feels a little, a little forced on you at the very end, it just takes you out of it a little bit yeah i think if the the message was there through the whole episode which was fine i had no problem with that little just like let's have this huge speech right in front of you and everyone's filming this i'm like hmm, a little over the top but you know i mean what are you gonna do right right all right that's it my friends uh i want to thank brian for being here brian where can we find you online i uh, can find me on twitter or instagram it's brian says Sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watchers for where all your goodness is. Check everything out. We have tons of stuff. Just had an Orville episode come out. We did uh, sci-fi shorts, uh, volume seven. Sunday, we did the alien shorts. And tomorrow is another Rick and Morty adventure. So check it all out at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. That's it. Until next time, have a great one.